atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November the 9th in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Now. I want to be very clear about this, ladies and gentlemen. I always start out the show and say it's hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. I say hard-hitting because the American people uh, do not understand, for the most part, the traditions of our founding fathers. And when they hear and understand the principles that our nation was founded upon, they're very clearly rooted in God, family, and country. They're clearly rooted in self-reliance. They're clearly rooted in this idea that individualism and rugged understanding of who we are. We're children of God, and we have God-given unalienable rights. These things were not debatable back in the day. And nowadays, when you bring this up, folks riot. They melt down. They think, what are you talking about? Who are you? You're a hater. You're some, uh, an extremist. But understand, back in the day, those were mainstream common sense really self-evident views. And as a result, today, they seem very hard-hitting indeed. When I say news the networks refuse to use, the mainstream press doesn't spend their time talking about the things that we talk about. They don't have the founding father-esque viewpoint that we focus on, a Christian world history view. They don't have those things. And so as a result, when we bring them up, they either, one, ignore us, then two, they ridicule us uh, if they can, uh, but eventually they admit that we're correct and spot on. And eventually, you know what? Our views become more and more mainstream as we circumvent the mainstream press, as we prevent their gatekeeping and get the word out. It reminds me of the days that the printing press was developed. You know, back in the day, it was like the kings and the rulers would be, let me tell you what the word of God is. Well, the printing press came along. People worked really hard and sacrificed their lives and everything else to make sure that the Bible was available. And then it wasn't, let me tell you what the scriptures say. Let me tell you what the word of God says. It was, I can discover the word of God for myself. I can read the Bible. I can pray and I can come to my own understanding. That set the stage for the greatest document on earth created by man. The supreme law of our land, the constitution. It was put in place, understanding the checks and balances. We didn't have a democracy. We didn't have a monarch. We didn't, we had a unique Republic, replete with checks and balances, brilliantly set forth like no other experiment on the earth. And boy, howdy, the founding fathers found the experiment so successful, we became the envy of the world, the light on a hill. We became the opportunity for other nations to follow suit and create an incredible balance between tyranny and liberty. You can't have maximum liberty or the wheels fall off. Bastier, the law, documents that. Uh, how do we create this balance? 
And the answer is a moral people insisting on checks and balances, uh, turning to God and using the rule of law. And wow, the founding fathers found something that had never been done before, creating the greatest economic engine in the world and the greatest nation ever known. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have an incredible legacy, don't we? It's beyond imagination. Well, the problem is, if we're not careful, we'll lose that legacy. How do we maintain it? How do we keep it? Well, we study, we pray, we live according to self-governed principles ourselves, and then most importantly, we teach our children to do the same. With that, we have a two-hour special broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about children. We're going to talk about kids. We're going to talk about what our responsibility is to them and what their responsibility is. A lot of good people are working on this, ladies and gentlemen. So I've got several people uh, in the roundtable today that are going to help us break this down. Let's introduce them one at a time. Judy Lane Frazier with us. She is president and founder of a group called We The Kids. WeTheKids.us is the website. Judy, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. You're very welcome. Hopefully, my introduction made some sense here. Secondly, we have Lydia Nuttle, and she is an author and a talk show host. She's the author of Forgotten American Stories. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the legacy I'm talking about. How do we get forgotten American stories? That ought not be. Thanks to Lydia. ForgottenAmericanStories.com. It won't be. We won't forget them. We shall preserve these incredible stories, these miracles, uh, these inspirational realities that we all need to know about. Lydia, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. You're very welcome. <laughs> all right. Steve Kronko with us. And uh, he is the founder of Advance America and Sequest Kids. You want to learn more? sequestkids.com uh, and we are on a quest ladies and gentlemen we want to advance America and we understand that the next generation are how it's going to get done it's going to happen in our own hearts and our own minds it's going to be one person one issue at a time uh, but it's going to be us educating the next generation as they feel the spirit of America they will spread the word and teach their children Steve welcome sir Okay, we're still waiting for Steve. Hopefully, he'll join us soon. In the meantime, let's go back to Judy. Uh, Judy, tell me how you uh, discovered this idea of We the Kids, and give us kind of a little sketch of how it came to be. Well, you know, when my kids were little, I believed that it wasn't enough just to read to them, but that you actually played with kids. Um, when my grandkids came along, I did the same thing with them. Whenever we would, whenever um, we would do anything, we'd get out and play, and the kids loved it. Uh, if it came to an archaeology dig, we'd get out and rope it off and dig the ground up and see what we could find. So when the concept or idea came about in 2010, it was just a real natural thing for me. Now, this is a page out of the homeschool playbook, isn't it? 
Um, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you mean. Well, I'm just saying this is this is homeschool esque to say let's not just uh, read, oh, let's actually yeah. read and do and hands on and get involved and parents and children and loved ones and uh, educators and teachers kind of working together and let's let's make it real in the imagination and in the hearts and minds of children and somehow learning takes flight when that happens. Um, yeah, most definitely, I understand. I didn't homeschool my kids. I did encourage my daughter to homeschool her kids. She was having so many problems in school, and that would have been, oh, goodness, 20 years ago. Um, she was having so many problems in school that I told her, I said, you need to get those kids out of school and homeschool them. And at that time, Mary Ellen didn't have any idea anything about homeschooling. But because of one of her kids, the young, no, it wasn't the youngest one, it was Michael. Michael was being pegged as being autistic. This was in school. The school made up their mind and were suggesting to her that uh, she put him on medication and she needed to put him, go to the doctor, take him to the doctor that he needed uh, to be in special classes. I told her, as I said, I told her to get him out of school. Today, Michael has graduated a year early. Today, he's a teacher in Taiwan. He's been over there for several several years. Uh, he just excelled, but they all did. All of the kids graduated a year early. Uh, incredible stuff when you get hands-on and children feel the love of a parent. I'm going to tease you a little bit, Judy. Um, you say you didn't homeschool your children, but you did potty train them, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I hope so. If you potty trained them, you really homeschooled. You just didn't know it. I see. Yeah. I'm just teasing you a little bit, but making a point yeah. that, you know, yeah. sometimes we're taught or believe that, man, we can't do that. We're not qualified or whatever. But we need to remember God put parents as responsible parties for children. Uh, for a reason. And yes, we all homeschool, but sometimes we outsource it to different places. Uh, and people are starting to learn that, you know what, we the kids.us is a great place to get some educational support. Uh, and we're going to talk about that as the broadcast unfolds. Lydia Nuttle, author of Forgotten American Stories, ForgottenAmericanStories.com. We'll talk about you being a talk show host in a minute, but tell us a little bit about you and how did the book come about? So the rest of the title of that book is, so it's Forgotten American Stories, Celebrating America's Constitution. So um, the reason why, okay, so number one, I graduated from a major university here in Utah, um, never having read the Constitution, studied the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, um, I didn't even know the difference between the two. Um, and so fast forward now when I'm a mom, and about 10 years ago, when my kids were more little and in grade school, I started waking up to all the things... All right, Lydia Nuttle wakes up and learns as a mother. We'll get the rest of the story. Speaking of forgotten stories, we'll make sure this one's never forgotten. Uh, and we'll hear about forgotten American stories. We're talking about the Constitution, folks. And we're talking about the Founding Fathers. And we're talking about what helps us all understand the sacred cause and learn to love liberty. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. 
Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. How do you know your child loves you? When he calls and he says, uh, Dad, why don't we uh, go fishing? It's very simple, but it, it really counts. They make a song up, and they come into our bedroom and say, we made a song, and will you listen to Our it? next oldest daughter gave me with tears in her eyes, and she said, Daddy, I just thank you for coming home every night when we were growing My up. My son does the nicest things. When he's playing outside, he'll come in and just give me a hug and run right back outside. My daughter goes to the same high school that I'm the registrar at, and... I'll go into my office after the bell has rung, and there's a note on my desk. And it'll usually say, Mom, I love you. I'm thinking about you. And I you. think of my boy that uh, we finally got him through graduation. And he came up to me and said, I made it. Thanks. Family. Isn't it about time? That's all he said. And that meant everything to me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We're talking about WeTheKids.us, ladies and gentlemen. Two-hour special broadcast. Lots of guests in the mix. We're talking to Lydia Nuttle right now. And I basically asked her, you know what? How did you get your incredible book created? What's the kind of genesis of it? Really, I'm saying, what's the story behind the stories, Lydia? <laughs> yeah, and then the commercial kicked in. So anyway, that's uh, this is just so much fun. So... I didn't know any of these stories, period. I graduated from a major university. I graduated in interior design and um, then became a mom. Uh, I checked out all the textbooks in my school district that teach any kind of American history, K through 12. And I did that one summer and found that there were only, well, number one, there was only one textbook that even had the Constitution that they actually studied from the, the actual words of the Constitution. And all the other textbooks, if you can believe this, Americans, um, the Constitution was in the back of all the other textbooks in the reference section. Well, raise your hand if you read the reference section of anything. Well, and to bring forward your point, how many people know that Constitution Day is on September 17th, right? Well, and isn't that unfortunate? We all know about Patriot Day, right? Patriot Day I, I, um, is is wonderful too to commemorate those that are true patriots and especially have um, died on behalf of the principles upon which our country was founded. But yeah, Constitution Day is now uh, 
not even really there. Um, there are some places that celebrate it um, here in my community, thankfully, because we have people that still feel that's important to celebrate because that is the whole reason why we have this country is because of our Constitution. Um, but, you know, that's kind of like everything, everything um, that has anything to do with uh, bottom line Christianity, um, Christian principles, uh, Judeo-Biblical principles, um, they're all getting washed out, faded, um, trumped in, in place of something else. I mean, we look at Christmas, we look at Thanksgiving, um, Easter, all those are just being washed away. It's spring break now, uh, not Easter break. It's uh, winter break. Um, it's happy holidays. It's, you know, you know what I mean? So Constitution Day, of course, that's, you know, fading out in the distance, too. So for me, I realized as a parent, good grief, if I never learned these stories, um, I had never even, get this, okay, I had never even read, to my knowledge, a founding father quote, like something they actually said. Everything I was ever taught was what someone else said that they said that they said. Does that make sense? So so here I am, a grown-up, and um, actually my parents gave me The 5,000-Year Leap. It's an amazing book, and I cracked it open one day when I was at a doctor appointment, and I love to read, and I brought that book. And I read my first quote from George Washington, like what he really said, and my whole soul started waking up. Like it went zing, and I don't know if any of you have had that kind of experience before. I could not get enough. From that point on, I was just a voracious uh, had a voracious appetite for anything that the founders actually said, that the founders actually wrote. And I started getting very acquainted with who they really were, not who they've been portrayed um, to me um, that they were, but who they really were. And I grew to love them. Yeah, what happens is you get hooked on history, don't you? There you go. And so um, the rest is kind of history for me is I, because of what it did to me and also what it did to my son. Now, you talk about what learning accurate American history does to our youth. Let me share with you a story of what happened to my son. So my son was in seventh grade at this point when I'm starting to wake up to who the founders really are. Um, he was horrible in school. I mean, he used to be straight A's and everything, or, or you know, in elementary school, O's for outstanding. And he starts hitting sixth grade, and he's starting to, I don't know, things are starting to unravel. By sub, midway seventh grade, things are so horrible that for his 13th birthday as a seventh grader, I took him to the state penitentiary for his birthday. We chose not to celebrate his birthday. I told him we are postponing that till he gets his grades up, his attitude back in check. And, um, that I am, I don't know where my, my son went, but this son that was in front of me uh, was not acceptable and will reevaluate celebrating your 13th birthday in a month. Uh, and, if your grades and your attitude show improvement, then uh, we will march forward with celebrating your birthday. But here, here's the thing. I wound up pulling him out of school because at this point, he had lost all desire to learn. And I don't know about you. I didn't know how How do you give someone desire to do anything? 
I don't know where, I don't know how you do it. You know, you can encourage, motivate, um, take away privileges, uh, reward. I mean, I tried everything and nothing was working. I don't know a whole yeah, lot, so, but I have eight children and I know it starts with love. Other than that, I don't know oh, that I have the goodness. answers. I think if you have enough love in your heart and they feel it <laughs> and you get on your knees and pray and the Lord gives you guidance instantly, hey, every kid might be a tailored, unique, uh, there's no manual deal. Uh, but if you love first and if you pray second, I just find that things come to mind. Thank you. That is exactly what I did. And that's why as we are driving through the canyon, um, through the mountains to get to the place where he thought we were going to go for his birthday to go birthday shopping. He fell asleep in the canyon, and I gave one of those Hail Mary prayers. Dear God, I feel like I'm losing my son. I don't know what more to do. I need help. And that's when he said, hey, while he's sleeping, instead of driving him to the stores, you drive him to the state penitentiary. And that's where he woke up at the state penitentiary parking lot. Mom, what the heck are we doing here? I'm like, well, this is where you're going to end up, son, because none of these men and women that you see behind all this barbed wire and chain link fence and behind all the gray cinder block walls with no windows, none of them got here uh, because they just woke up one day and became, you know, evil (laughs) and and did something that landed them here. It all started with not being honest, first with themselves, second with their parents, third with their parents their leaders, their teachers, um, it, it all started with dishonesty. And uh, that this is where you're headed. Your path right now is heading you right here. And so as a result of that, we had some really good in-depth conversations together thereafter, my, me and my seventh grader, and concluded that the best thing for him would be to pull him out of school and homeschool him and let him uh, study whatever he did have interest in. And you know what he had interest in? It was calculus. My seventh grader wanted to learn calculus. <laughs> so anyway, that's a whole other story. We, we steered his education based on what I felt he needed, um, uh, felt impressed to teach him because of my prayers, because of my love for him, just like you said. And as a result, we I found this homeschool uh, class being taught his eighth grade year um, called Key of Liberty. And my, again, my whole soul went zing, and I knew you have got to get your son in that class. And there, uh, a miracle happened. There was, happened to be an opening. And so he took this Key of Liberty homeschool class. Uh, his eighth grade year, and that's when he started learning uh, about our, our his real American heritage, heritage, true American history. I mean, the kind of history, you know if it's true American history, if it includes their faith, their religion, their beliefs. Um, now, it doesn't mean that we have to believe what the founders believed in. I mean, that's up to our individual choice, right? But we still, if we're going to learn about our our American heritage and and how we we obtain freedom, I believe it's incredibly important that we include our founding fathers' faith um, in divine providence. I mean, good heavens, it's in our our own founding document, the Declaration of Independence, at least four times about how they relied upon divine providence and um, and about— God and a supreme uh, being. And um, so 
he started learning all this, and that son who was getting F's in school, and what is the, like a U for unacceptable for character, um, he wound up graduating. We did wind up putting him back. We did wind up putting him back in public ed um, his ninth grade year, and he graduated. Uh, but he graduated with uh, not only in the National Honor Society, but with five congressional nominations between the West Point Military Academy and the Naval Academy and the Air Force. So there's something about learning about our heritage that can turn our kids around. Hooked on history, ladies and gentlemen, is the key. We are talking to wethekids.us. Judy Frazier, president and co-founder, or if I should say founder, um, Lydia Nuttall, author. We'll talk more in seconds on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Wendy King. In transcripts that were just released by the impeachment inquiry, Army Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman told the committees there was no ambiguity. President Trump's deal with Ukraine was a straight-up trade, an Oval Office visit in exchange for a public investigation into Joe Biden and his son. The president says, so far, the inquiry hasn't hurt him. But in no cases have I been hurt. In no cases that I see... Have I been hurt? The president's lawyers say they'll ask the Supreme Court next week to hear an appeal of lower court rulings allowing New York state prosecutors to obtain his tax records as part of a criminal investigation. The lawyer for former National Security Advisor John Bolton says he has brand new information that may be relevant in the impeachment inquiry about meetings and conversations related to Ukraine. This is USA Radio News. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. Consumer sentiment is up. USA's Chris Barnes reports. The University of Michigan's early reading on consumer attitudes in the month of November finds a somewhat more positive outlook about the economy, but a slightly less favorable outlook when it comes to personal finances. The U.S.-China trade war remains a top concern for many, according to the results. The university also says data shows Americans are slightly more cautious about spending as they head forward. Family and friends are to bury the last victim of a cartel ambush that murdered nine American women and children in Mexico. The funeral is for Christina Langford Johnson. Corrine is a relative who visited the site. 
is where my daughter-in-law and my family got massacred, murdered from the top of this mountain. They, they shot at him. There's evidence. There's bullet remains, everything. You're listening to USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got several guests in the round table right now. We're talking about WeTheKids.us. Founder and president is Judy Frazier, and she created a term called Hooked on History. I dig it. Understanding the legacy and our past and who we are and these incredible stories that seem to be ignored in our society uh, or simply lost or both. Uh, depending on who you are, uh, they're critical to keep in our hearts and in our minds. And We the Kids has a goal of passing that to the next generation. Uh, Judy, let's go back to you for a second here. Hooked on history. Yeah. What a concept. Yeah, it's, it's been quite an adventure. I think when you um, help children... Hear a few stories of patriotism, of heroism, of of example, of of overcoming odds, of of uh, heroics, and at some point it touches their heart, the fleshy tissues of their heart, to where you know what they get a love for it, they get hooked on history, and I think that's how it starts. If we tell these stories, if we read these stories, if we actually participate in the historical repetition of these stories, but we begin, it becomes part of us, doesn't it? I think one of the most favorite, well, I've done a lot of different projects over the years with kids. What I started doing is taking them into the local TV studio and having them interview their um, a historian, uh, an American hero, someone local. I've also taken kids in to visit mayor, the mayor of South Bend. Um, we've also, we had the mayor of South Bend into the studio and the kids interviewed him. Uh, one of my favorite, I've had kids do stuff all over the United States, but one of my favorite stories that I love to tell everyone is that we had a 13 year old, we have a representative in North Carolina, uh, Kimberly Tidwell. Kimberly took three kids to the Bentonville battlefield. We called ahead, got permission for the kids to come in, asked for them to be able to go back into the camp and to be able to, uh, one of the kids was Zach. He was 13 years old at the time, and for Zach to be able to interview the historians or the reenactors. Uh, Zach, you, you, you have to see the video. It's adorable. Uh, some of the people that he interviewed simply talked to him about history and their role there and what they were doing. One of the guys sat down and talked to him and stayed in character. Uh, Kimberly said later that Zach was shaking. She said he just kept shaking, and he kept saying, I love this. I love this. It's just absolutely adorable. It's on, as I said, it's on We the Kids. What we do with that is first I call ahead, I get permission for the kids to go in. We videotaped, as we did in this case. We had a history lesson along with what Zach was doing. We, you know, we put up the interview, and then we featured the Bentonville Battlefield, the Bentonville organization. 
they were thrilled. And that wasn't the first time. So the whole concept behind We The Kids is for people to get moms, dads, grandparents, to get the kids involved in their community, take an initiative to get out and do something. We at We The Kids will help them, give them ideas, give them suggestions, find a place for them to uh, go in to interview someone. I encourage kids to talk to their grandparents, to actually sit down and interview them. So we make them KBNC Action News kid reporters for We The Kids. The KBNC Action News is S-E-E because when Steve and I started working together, Steve had KBNC S-E-A Action News kids. So that was really cool. But I love what Steve does, too. All right. Let's so, yeah, uh, let's grab Steve. Involved. Let's grab Steve. When we went to Steve, uh, he was, uh, you know, involved in raising money for veterans. As you know, uh, coming up here Monday is Veterans Day, uh, an incredible day that we need to remember. And Steve was working on that project. The poor guy needs to be in multiple places at once. Uh, can't do that, but he can organize things uh, one after the other. And he's decided to join us today, and we're grateful for that. Steve Kronka, welcome uh, to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, you are founder of Advance America and Sequest Kids. Tell us a little bit about that. How did you get involved there? Well, uh, years ago, when I was uh, working as an executive in Viking Yacht Company, uh, this was back in the early 80s, I've been talking to a group of people, uh, friends, and and we all had the feeling that... uh, that the ethics were sort of spiraling, spiraling out of our uh, society, both in people's personal lives and in business. And I had encountered some uh, grossly uh, bad things in terms of ethics in business uh, with some big corporations. And uh, these other people were just seeing the same kinds of things. And and we wanted to figure out some way that we could have an impact on either helping to put the brakes on that downward spiral or hopefully even stop it and reverse it. So we're looking at the different things uh, to uh, make an impact broad enough that you could actually accomplish that. And what we came down to was either had to have a way to go into people's individual homes and try to give them an education about the, you know, what's right in the world and ethics, or you go into the education system and uh, you deal with the uh, student population, which has to be there by law. (laughs) So the, the thing that we decided to do naturally was to, uh, go into the education system. And uh, you can see that, uh, how well that has been accomplished by the communists that have taken over our education system here in America. And uh, in talking to people that have come from communist countries uh, recently, uh, they have completely confirmed that. They, they've said that uh, everything that they're seeing going on in education here in public school and even in a lot of private schools, uh, a lot of people don't know that the Chinese are buying up private schools here in America to try and influence how 
uh, kids feel about China. And people who come and, here from uh, communist nations are in open mouth shock about what they see because they didn't expect us to be doing that right. at all, right? Exactly. They they totally confirm what people would rather not think about, what they, what they would hate to admit, uh, what they would think could never, as you just said, could never be here. Uh, how on earth is America a hotbed for this kind of activity? But the communists knew. You go into the education system and and you teach kids uh, from there, and then you you've got it for life. You, you All right, take over whatever country. Sequest Kids uh, is a division of the Advance America Foundation. Tell us a little bit about that, and then I want to get back to uh, the boating uh, opportunities and education that you provide. And I'll tell you a couple of my favorite founding father-esque stories in relation to that. Uh, but tell me about Sequest okay. Kids. It's a, it's a division of a, uh, Advance America Foundation, right? Correct. Yeah, the, uh, the board of directors, uh, because we formed as an education foundation, <clears throat> we, uh, we had the board... Uh, discussing one time, well, let's do something that uh, demonstrates the kind of things in education that we want to try to accomplish. And uh, because I had a, a very deep background in the boat industry, both sailing and power boating and paddling and all aspects, really, uh, they, they said, Steve, develop a program that demonstrates what we want to try and, and show in education. So with that background, I said, okay, well, Let's try uh, boat building for kids. I said, hands-on is is recognized uh, worldwide as as one of the best ways to get kids to learn things. So I designed uh, a uh, a small boat. <clears throat> we call it a scow skiff. Scow means uh, a broad flat boat, and uh, skiff means little boat. So we have a broad flat little boat. It's a double ender, so it looks the same at both ends, and with the flat bottom. You can't turn them over unless you try to, which was a big aspect that we wanted to address in terms of safety. So the upshot is that we made it simple enough so that in two days or less, kids from four years old through college age, and we do have some adult programs too and motivational team building, that kind of thing. In two days or less, they build the 10-foot boat panels, oars, mass, sail, sail rig, outboard motor bracket, and get boating safety trained. Incredible learning opportunities, ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever heard of Little League? I bet you haven't heard of the Little League of Boating. We the Kids.us Organizing groups, building bridges through education. Back in a flash, our guests' incredible opportunities to carry forward the legacies of our founders on your radio. I have a question. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life 
born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, we're talking right now to Steve Gronka, ladies and gentlemen. The guy's into boating, man. SeaQuestKids.com. That's S-E-A, QuestKids.com. Now, I'm on the website right now, and they have a build-a-boat manual. 35 bucks, incredible opportunity for homeschoolers. You got a six-DVD set about boating and water safety videos and more for kids and for families. There's a lot of stuff up there, but check that out. Um, I want to get to this, Steve. So we're talking about the Little League of Boating. I don't know if people realize, but uh, Little League could be more than just uh, baseball. Not that I'm down on baseball in any way, but there are more things uh, with regards to Little League that you don't know about. And it's where children learn. They learn about teamwork. Uh, it's almost like a homeschool for anybody who homeschools or not. Uh, and they get together and they make friends. And they feel like others have their back and adults interact with children and the little league of boating and we, the kids dot us are building bridges through education. Steve, the reason that this boating piece is so incredible to me is because one of my favorite founding father era stories uh, is about a man by the name of John Glover. John Glover uh, was a fisherman. Uh, and he created what's called the Marblehead Regiment back in the founding era of our nation. And George Washington worked closely with John Glover uh, and his seafaring men. Uh, and believe it or not, when America was struggling and, and really it was about George Washington having to run, 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 run just to keep his army alive. Many people find it um, an act of cowardice. But I uh, submit to you that it was an act of incredible courage and a reliance on God. Wisdom delivered from God straight to George Washington to say, hey, let's fight another day. Let's fight another day. And a lot of people were critical of the general at the time. But the point is. The reason that they were able to flee, 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 flee every time and get away was because of John Glover and his Marblehead Regiment. Uh, they literally fought huge blocks of ice in the winter uh, and crossed, crossed, crossed um, these incredible rivers to save the American army to fight another day. And that did indeed eventually create the attack that changed the course 
of the war. And these John Glover Marblehead Regiment men were absolutely tougher than nails. They were seagoing folks that understood hardship and understood when things aren't going well, you got to pray hard and work hard and you got to get on your knees and pray and stand up and do all that you can. And after all you can do, God does the rest for uh, those who put their faith in him. And um, uh, am I making any sense, sir? Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> the um, the thing about being a seafaring person, especially back in those days, people need to uh, stop and think because you often don't really realize it. These people were at at sea oftentimes for months at a time, sometimes even for like a year going around the world. They had no refrigeration back then. What were they doing for food? <laughs> You were you were pushed to the limit, and talk about being totally reliant on God. I mean, that's that's where our Navy SEALs came from. Was the term "frog," the frogmen, the original frogmen, which led into uh, the Navy SEALs. The uh, that was the term was an acronym, fully reliant on God. So when you're at sea, you're pretty much fully reliant on God because you have nowhere to turn. You know, it's like uh, being in an airplane and it goes down. What are, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? So being at sea is, is uh, very similar, very much the same thing. So, yeah, the, being at sea or being a person that's a seafarer instills in you a different perspective on life. And it, it makes you pretty hardcore about uh, getting things done and being safe and, and taking care of business. So, yeah, the, uh, totally identify with what you're saying about the the, uh, the men's lover and his men that, that helped Washington. But the. And when you read the risks they took, when you read the humility of these men, the hard work, I mean, it was night, everybody else was melting down, everybody else had given up the fight, these guys would stand up and say, "Uh uh-uh, I don't know how we're going to do this. It doesn't even make any sense that we can do this. You know what, it it doesn't make any sense at all. But you know what, we're going to put our faith in God, and we're going to do it because the general asked us to anyway. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I know this, we're going to just do our, and they literally in freezing ice and wind and cold and dark and i mean these people just created miracle after miracle after miracle under the direction i submit to you of the almighty and so to teach children about this history and about the sea and when you start to get the story behind the stories and then you tie that to children saying hey you want to be part of little league boating you want to learn how to build a boat and get in it incredible faith building opportunities sir Absolutely. And the one thing that makes makes it all so powerful about kids building a boat and, and what we've seen over the years is because we've, we've been involved in so many different hands-on projects for kids, just about everything you can think of. And the one thing that stands out is this connection with boats. And I think it goes to when you talk to people that I think just about everyone has fantasized about being on a boat at some point in their life, especially with the vision where they're laying back and the sun's beaming down on them and a general breeze is blowing over them, and they're just bobbing up and down gently on the little waves rolling by. And it becomes a very strong subconscious image. And when the kids can realize that through their own effort, learning how to use simple tools, uh, it 
gives them the real realization of that subconscious image, and it has a hugely powerful impact. We we've never seen anything change the life of a child as much as them being able to boat and uh, learning how to use it. Well, there's a country song that says, I can buy me a boat and a truck to pull it. Well, I would say that we can build us a boat. We can get kids to float it. That's what we're talking about on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about wethekids.us. Now, I want to go back to Lydia Nuttle a little bit and say, you know, there's so many projects you guys are working on. Uh, When Kathy Smith briefed me about this from Loving Liberty, I said, man, I, I don't understand how to get my arms around all this. And I I thought, you know what, the only way I know to do that would be to do a radio program. These people have their fingers in so many pies. They're doing so many things that relate to education. They're getting kids hooked on history. Uh, They're telling what's the story behind the stories. It's all patriotic. They're working on Little League boating. And they're doing all these things. And I thought, man, how do I put this together in a way that everybody can understand it? Uh, and I want you to kind of respond to that a little bit because you've got a lot of these organizations that are divisions of other uh, groups, that are, but you've created a network, uh, a support really for homeschool families, uh, for families everywhere that may not homeschool, for anybody who wants to learn about history and anybody who wants their children to have hands-on experience. Um, you guys are creating a network where that can be done. Uh, it almost doesn't matter what your interests are. There's a place for your child, a place for you bingo. as a parent. Go ahead, ma'am. Bingo. Yeah, bingo. You you nailed it. Um, I, and I think that's the, the miracle behind what Judy Frazier is doing with We the Kids is she has an amazing ability to to network and to draw people that are like-minded that have, we all have the, the common thread with everyone that is supporting We the Kids and whatever our niche is is that we all have a love for God. We all have a love for family. We all have a love for our country. And there's a lot of sacrificing that we're all doing, um, you know, without pay, with little sleep, et cetera, because we are so passionate and, and we love freedom so much and we love our kids, our nation's kids so much that we want to provide um, an avenue, um, whatever might attract someone out there. Um, yeah, if it's um, boating, there's Steve's organization. If it's uh, through stories, forgotten stories that, that aren't in our textbooks anymore, um, then that was my niche. Um, with Judy, it's pulling all this together and providing a website that, that connects all these dots where parent, parents and teachers and, and even kids can go. And, I mean, you could spend your life on there and learn so much about our nation and gain an appreciation for our nation and for those that have sacrificed everything, um, you know, our founders, the current military. I mean, everyone, I think, right now knows somebody who's serving in our military. Um, why are they doing that? You know, it's to preserve what we have. And um, and in, in a real way, it makes me feel good. I'm doing my part in providing forgotten American stories, celebrating America's Constitution um, as a resource for we the kids um, to use. Because it, it to me, it's a, it's it's a crime. It, it's um, I don't even know if that's the right word that. Uh, 
most of our kids who are in public education will never get this. It is a gross misjustice, to yeah. say the least. Uh, and it's done by design. If you go read the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto, uh, and then you look at government-funded education, uh, it's not by accident, yep. ladies and gentlemen. And that's why it's hard-hitting yeah. to the news the networks refuse to use. So here's how it is. Sam's the babbler, okay? Lydia is the <laughs> articulate educator. Judy Frazier is the great organizer, and Steve's the boat builder. Is that how it works? Yeah, and there are more, because then you have Colonel John Idesmo, who I didn't even know, because um, he's in the East Coast, I'm in the West Coast, and and um, and, and he is uh, for, um, he's the one that's going to be putting together videos. All right, we're going to talk about uh, that next hour, too, but expect Colonel John Eismo to come uh, on the radio here uh, next hour. We're going to talk to him. He's with Moral Law. That's Judge Roy Moore's group that I've been involved with quite a bit. Uh, Kayla Moore, his wife, they're all doing a phenomenal job. Judy, you're the great organizer for this whole thing, aren't you? Yes, I am, I guess. That's what they tell me. I know I get awful excited about what is going on. Um, we the Kids is under Sequest Kids or Advanced America's 501. Um, so let me just explain. Steve is the one that's got the Advanced America 501c3 and then all this yes. other work or divisions under that. Is that right, Steve? Correct. Yeah. And then you build boats and rely on Judy to organize. Is that how it goes? <laughs> uh, well, Not exactly. it's a combination effort. <laughs> it's definitely a combination effort. No, I get it. I'm just teasing a little bit because, you know, it seems to me that without all of us together, we don't have enough talents to make this happen. But with all of us right. together, we absolutely do, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the real strength in this combination is that with everything that We the Kids does in terms of teaching the history of the country, uh, it's a great thing for the students to know. But the, where the Sequest kids adds in a strong element is that it builds the confidence of the kids to a level that is absolutely astonishing. Kids literally will come up to me and ask if they can build a skyscraper as the next project. And uh, if you have kids that know everything about the history and our Constitution and the way our government should work and the way this country should operate, but they don't have the backbone to stand up and say, hey, look, you know, you guys are doing this wrong and it needs to be done this way, then it's really for naught. What you get is you get a situation where it's almost taken over where the Boy Scouts left off. Uh, and it's basically a situation where when you study how early the founders got on their feet at 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, and you begin to understand that they were tutored, they were educated, uh, not necessarily by the traditional way that we see today, but by... Uh, people who helped them understand trades and understand they were all incredible entrepreneurs and we give that entrepreneurial spirit to the children and wow we the kids.us doing a phenomenal job thank you so much steve everybody else stay there this is liberty roundtable live only one hour of a two-hour magical interview uh the second hour continues in just minutes we the kids.us ladies and gentlemen i don't know how these guys all do it, but it matters, right? We the kids.us, this is Liberty Roundtable Live.